Trash Crusaders, welcome to another special episode of Save Trash Cinema and Spotlight Games, where trash cinema and video games come together in another amazing crossover event. I'm your host, Cayman, the Dumpster Boy Darty, and I'm your co-host, Patrick L. Goddamn Diablo Schweiger. But enough about that, Cayman. Why don't we jump? Uh, let's talk about the best video game adaptation simply that's ever been made. Or the absolute worst video game adaptation ever made when we cover Uncharted. Uncharted. But before we jump into Uncharted, let's do a little quick housekeeping. We'd love it if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Don't forget, if you have a movie you want us to review or you'd like to be a guest host, you can reach us at savetrashcinema at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter at Save Trash Cinema or on Instagram at Save Trash Cinema as well. Or you can get all of your video game news from Spotlight Games by subscribing to our YouTube channel or by subscribing in your favorite podcast app. And hey, while you're there, why don't you rate us? Why don't you review us? Uh, we'd love it if you go do that on the podcast app of your choice. And don't forget, you can be on the show by emailing us your thoughts and or questions to mail at spotlightgames.net or you can DM us on Twitter at SpotGamesPod or on Instagram at SpotlightGamesPod as well as TikTok. Fantastic. Well, we have so much to discuss about this movie, so let's not dilly-dally any longer. Let's jump into a little overview of Uncharted. Uncharted is a 2022 action film directed by Ruben Fleischer and written by, wait for it, Five fucking people. Ruben Fleischer is best known for his work on Venom, the Zombieland series, Gangland, and a short film called, I kid you not, Masturbation. The list of writers on the film worked on such masterpieces as Men in Black International, Transformers The Last Night, Punisher, War, and some TV series that, frankly, no one remembers or gives a shit about. Honestly, when you look at those writing people, that list of writers, oh boy. Oh boy, indeed. Now, the film itself is led by Tom Holland, you know, Spider-Man, Mark Wahlberg from every film that needed a true American patriot for a role, Antonio Banderas from Shrek, Sophia Ali from apparently Grey's Anatomy, apparently, who knew that, and Tati Gabrielle uh, from the 100 TV series, as well as the Emoji Movie. Fucking Christ. <laughs> It's worth pointing out that when the film was greenlit in 2008, Mark Wahlberg was actually going to star as the film's lead, Nathan Drake. Tom Holland was eventually cast to replace Wahlberg nearly 10 years later. The film would remain in development hell for a few more years, coupled by postponements due to COVID as well. The story of the film goes as such. Street smart Nathan Drake is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan to recover a fortune amassed by Ferdinand Magellan and lost 500 years ago by the house of Bongala. And or roughly all of the worst parts of every Uncharted rolled together in one shitty burrito. Isn't that right, Cayman? 
That's 100% correct. If you didn't know, I wrote this script. The <laughs> film is currently unable to be streamed for free through any streaming service. However, you can rent it from most outlets or video on demand services. You can also pick up a copy from literally any retailer from anywhere between $20 to $50, depending on how much you hate yourself. And if you really like steelbooks. As for the runtime, this film comes in at a tight, an unprecedented, a perfect for film, one hour and 53 minutes. And at the time of this recording, has a Rotten Tomatoes of 41%, which is one of the worst lies the internet has ever told before. Yes, 100%. That is correct. And also 100%, I did write this script. <laughs> but enough about me writing the script for this episode. Why don't we go ahead and get the show on the road, guys? Uncharted, everyone. <clears throat> Let's jump in like we always do to some initial thoughts. We'll start with you, Patrick. So Give me your unabashed view on Uncharted, the movie. Cayman, are you ready for a mutiny? <laughs> I'm so fucking pissed <laughs> off right now. I re- like I enjoyed this movie enough. Like I I think I would say unequivocally, I enjoyed it more than Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. And I would say unequivocally that I've pro- I probably enjoy this movie more than most of the sh- movies we've watched on Save Trash Cinema. And here's why. There's, there's a lot of little nostalgia beats in this movie. Do they nail them right on the head? No. Is it kind of like they're hammering a nail and they kind of slip off the nail and maybe they hit the thumb? Yes. But they didn't hit the thumb that hard. Like I Here's another thing too. Let me give you a couple caveats. I'm a big Tom Holland stan. I love me some Tom Holland. Love Antonio Banderas, even though he was gravely underused in this movie. I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't familiar with Tati, the girl who plays like the main villain outside of Antonio Banderas. Liked her fine. Liked her fine. Like she, she was fine. Uh, I really actually surprisingly liked the girl who played Chloe, Sophia Ali. Uh, I didn't think she, it was, she like put in a performance to bust down some doors but I feel like it was fine. Like it was, it was fine enough. Uh, I think where this movie goes wrong though, and I know that you're going to agree with me on this is they don't really capture uncharted in this movie. This is just an action flick that has characters that match names from this video game series that we love so much. Like, they're they try to inject like banter to make it feel like Nate and Sully. They try to do these con- uh, world sweeping puzzles like you do in the games, and just none of it really lands. Mm. But what I think they did nail was the action. Like I thought the action was like most action entertaining enough like it, it not, there wasn't a sequence that like had me walking away like thinking about it the next day but it was entertaining enough like none of the action was like wow can we get to the next scene please like it, it kept me in like entertained enough um was i disappointed with this movie yes do i think this movie is bad no came mm. in mm. mm. what are your thoughts your your initial thoughts <sighs> oh boy so when I finished Uncharted, I took a step back and questioned whether the games were any good. 
And that's coming from someone who Uncharted is my favorite video game series of all time. Sure. This movie was bad in a way that it's interesting, right? This movie was just aggressively mediocre. Sure. And in my head is someone who watches trash cinema all the time, who loves trash cinema. Those movies aren't good. Like these movies are not going to win an Oscar. These movies are not going to do anything for anyone really outside, like in terms of like, Oh, the cinematography is fantastic. Oh, the acting is great. Or the set design is wonderful. Blah, 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 whatever. It's not going to happen in a trash cinema film. However, when I walk away from a trash cinema film, I am entertained by something. Sure. This movie, I walked away being like, it wasn't bad enough to be fun. Mm, okay. It was just boring. The action sequences for me were so mediocre, like just so mediocre that like, you watch okay. You watch a film like Fast and the Furious, right? And those movies oh, oh, are yeah, absolutely do. fucking wild. They're so dumb, but the action scenes, like you remember the action scenes. You remember when they're driving on ice and they're like getting trailed by a tank, or they're driving a car off a roof that's a uh, hundred stories high into a building that's also a hundred stories high. That is what I expect from an action movie especially one based off a video game that you're going to give me action set pieces that feel like a video game, something nuts. They had two battleships being held by helicopters flying through the sky and jump from like one to the other to fight and shit like that. How is that? We're getting a little spoilery here, but that scene was fucking boring as shit. How? Oh, okay. How is that not the exact same thing as in fast having cars drive on ice? Okay, we'll we'll get to that point in a minute when we get to the spoilers because you're starting to tread some thin ice yourself, pal. Look, even even the big set piece scenes, and there's only one set piece scene in the film, and the games kind of revolve around. Okay, the games revolve around big set pieces. I can only name one early on in the film that felt like they were trying to do a set piece, and it's Nathan or Tom Holland chasing chloe across a couple buildings and that scene just was like okay i it was it's been this has been done before and it was done in like one of the born films and it sure. was more memorable from that there's Here's that. My, yeah. there's the airplane there's the like there are like oh, five set pieces in this scene. movie well sure oh, but okay. but to say that there's Darn. only one set piece that's just false no okay you know what maybe i'm wrong maybe I'm, maybe this film is incredible maybe this film is fucking fantastic <laughs> but i'm gonna tell you right now this film is not incredible this film is not fantastic this film does an absolute fucking disservice to an incredible movie or incredible video game franchise in a way that like at least when i watched welcome to raccoon city like i was like okay this is gonna be really dumb but they're gonna do things right and they sure. do a lot of things right in that movie in terms of like making you actually enjoy the film like they're giving you things that feel fun that like feel like a video game movie this felt like they were like let's suck the soul out of uncharted and we're just gonna make just an action film that you don't give a shit tom holland was the most wooden actor in the entire film sure he wasn't and it honestly made me be like i don't like tom holland anymore because his acting in this film was just like he starts off 
and he's like trying to be Nathan Drake for the first 20 minutes. And then he like gives up because he's like, fuck it. I don't know how to do this anymore. I've played Spider-Man for so many films. I can only be Peter Parker. He does that. Sully, Mark Wahlberg, he starts off as like trying to be Sully and then somehow just turns into his character from Deepwater Horizon halfway through the film. And you're like, oh, great. Another movie about American Patriot. There is not a single person in this movie that has any sort of swagger, right? Sure. Like all of these characters in the games, the reason we love them so much is because they're, they all have charisma. There's not a single person in this movie outside of Antonio Banderas who is not utilized at all, like you said. Yeah. He's the only one that has shows like any sort of like suave charisma. Everyone else is bland and lifeless and it sucks the life out of any scene that you have between two characters, which majority of the movie for me at least felt like it was a zoomed in close-up shot on two people talking. I don't fully agree that none of them had charisma, but I think like my read on that is the writing for those characters they didn't write dialogue for Nate and Sully. They no. didn't write dialogue for Nate and Chloe. Like they wrote dialogue for like cookie cutter action protagonist and cookie cutter action like female sidekick or uh, a like older uh, fucking uh, like the role that Sully is. This like I can't think of the word for it, but like mentor. It's like that they wrote lines for like tropes as opposed to the characters, which was unfortunate. But I feel like, and I, I do, I think like categorically Mark Wahlberg uh, completely miscast as Sully. Uh, he would have been fine I, if we went back. Let's see. He was first cast in 14 years. If they decided to release the movie in 2008, I think Mark Wahlberg would have been fine as, as Nathan Drake. I agree. And that's another point that I was like frustrated by was that a part of like part of the realism of the of the characters is that Sully has such an age gap on Nathan Drake, right? Mm -hmm. That in the games, even when we see moments like early on in the film or like in the, the, the video game series where we see a young Nathan for the first time and he meets Sully, right? Like they kind of establish that like Sully has been doing this a while. And he takes like a 13 year old Nathan under his wing and kind of raises him to be a treasure hunter in this movie. That age gap doesn't play out very well. They keep making jokes about how like Mark Wahlberg needs to be like, he's like 60 years old. Yeah. But he's like, you look at him, you're like, this dude looks 40 and this and, dude looks like yeah. in his early forties. Yeah. And like you, then you get Chloe who they obviously cast someone who is closer in age to Mark Wahlberg to get or to Tom Holland to give them like a somewhat of like a love interest in the film. Yeah. And combined the amount of time treasure hunting combined between the three main leads that we see for majority of the film. There's what, like 10 years worth of treasure hunting between these people. Well, I mean, with Sully, there's a lot more than that, but, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, I, I think he, here's for me, the core of the issue for this movie. Uncharted is not about treasure hunters. They are treasure hunters. And like, that is the action that is happening. The lowercase a action. That is the, the events that are happening is your treasure hunting, but it's not a story about like what it is to be a treasure hunter. It's a story about a person who happens to be a treasure hunter, who is a flawed character who 
falls in love with this girl who wasn't in the movie, which is upsetting. Mm-hmm. But since Nate was younger, I guess if they were to get a sequel, I, I'm sure Elena would be in the second movie. Um, and like what comes with that? Like when I am this treasure hunter and I fall in love with someone who isn't on like the same life path as me, what does that do? Like, and then that person joins this path with me, but then eventually like we grow up and it no longer makes sense for us to be doing this because we're aging out of it. But as Nate, like he still has this draw to it. Like that's, that's the story of uncharted is this like, is the heart of this Mm -hmm. guy and the relationships that are around him. But what they did with the movie was they said that uncharted is about treasure and that, and that I feel like that's the biggest disservice to the movie is that they missed the point of what uncharted is. And I think, if you were, if you like map it out, I think a lot of the issues that you have and some of the issues that I have, I think all stem from that. Like, yeah, they just, I think from the get go, it seems like this movie was, I hate to use this phrase, but it seems like it was just a cash grab. Like yes. Uncharted has cachet. It's a really beloved video game franchise. Let's make a movie. Tom Holland's famous. He's the face of the younger generation right now because of being Spider-Man. He'd be a great Nate, but like, he's not really like he doesn't really fit the part that well. And so like there's those things just end up kind of butting heads a little bit. And I think end up causing a lot of friction in this movie. Yeah. No, look, I, I don't disagree with that. I think the other part of uncharted is the locales. Sure. I mean, you're they always go you're always going some weird crazy exotic place and they really lean into like the iconography of these places you know you see these beautiful churches you see vistas jungles deserts all of these crazy elaborate structures these ancient civilizations that they're visiting and more often than not they do wide shots and you can see some of these very briefly, you can see some of these exotic locations. But the problem you run into is that then they pull so tightly close to the characters for them to have interactions or have an action scene that everything else you can 100% tell is a green screen. Sure. I mean, they couldn't just do the whole movie in a wide shot, though. No, you're right. You're right. But part of that allure that draw into uncharted is like getting to see some of these crazy things you'll never be able to visit in real life for sure. And and I I think it was a grave misstep to pull all of their like main set pieces and their main like chapters from the games from like one part of three. And like the rest was just all from uncharted four. I mean like Uncharted four is a good game. It's a great game, but we got to get there. And like, when you look at Uncharted 4 on its own, not compared to any of the others in the series, from a locale's standpoint, it's kind of like the most tame of all the games. Like yeah. a lot of the game is like in London. And then like, mm. they're, they're just like in the second game, you're in like fucking Mount Everest at this like civilization sure. that was lost to, to, to time. Yeah. In three, you're in like the middle of the desert a lot. And it's like, you've got El Dorado. Yeah. Like the there's game. Like, yeah, there's yeah, there's just. And in this one, most of the movie is spent in like London and then they go to like a place like the Philippines for a little bit. They're just, they don't really go. So that I, I I definitely agree with. And I was, I was disappointed that 
of the main thing. Like, I, I feel like it's funny. Sometimes when we do or when video game adaptations happen, people are like, I just don't want them to just tell the same story from the game because I can just play the game for that. And I've like, for me, I've even been on record to say like, I would love to see them tell their own story. I think the caveat with that kind of a statement is, or, or a uh, underlying message with that kind of a statement is I want them to, to tell their own story. That's good. Mm. This movie told their own story and the story they told was just kind of boring. Sure. Like th- this, there is no like uncharted story here. Like they didn't adapt any of the games. They set up potentially adapting one of the games a little bit, but like we'll get to that in the spoiler discussion. But this is just like a, Hey, what's a, what's a cool story we can tell with these characters in this world. Mm-hmm. And the story that they pick was just fucking boring. Yeah. And so I wish they had just like, done uncharted drake's fortune or a thieves end or whatever like just if they had just picked an actual story to pull from instead of just random locations or random set pieces from games to to kind of fit a square peg in a round hole kind of thing i think it probably would have done better no don't disagree but you mentioned spoilers and i think it's a perfect time for us to round out our initial thoughts for those that for some reason still want to watch this movie Patrick, just briefly, yep. do you think it's worth watching? If you like action movies and if you like Uncharted, I think it is worth considering watching. I don't think it's as bad as Cayman thinks, but there are problems. Um, but like, if, if you ha- if you feel a draw to this movie, watch it. If you don't, you probably don't need to. Okay. Look, I think this movie does a disservice to the video game series. If you're a fan of the series, you're going to hate this movie, most likely. Uh, that's just the truth if you're a fan of action films like this is a kind of boring action film um i don't think as we say in trash cinema which this will be one of the first times i ever say this i would can it um i don't think it's worth watching but there's plenty of other great action films on the market that you can go to this isn't one of them but enough about that for those of you that want to stick around for spoilers why don't we get into some Ooh, let's spoil some things let's spoil So take it the away. final scene. Yeah. And I, you mentioned it there. There's two heli- big helicopters and they're carrying some of, you know, these big fucking pirate ships that have been lost to yeah. time. And then they get into this air battle where they've got these two dueling pirate ships hanging on paper. This sounds incredible, right? This sounds like something like this would be the scene that you'd be like, holy shit. This is the huge climax. This sure. is wild. And for me, it I'm watching it and I'm like, we're nearing two hours at this point. I'm tired. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And like, th- there's only really one scene where the two pirate ships really actually do battle. And it's like about a 45 second bit of this very long scene of them just using. I mean, it's mostly like a rusted, chase scene. Rusted swords. Sure. And like doing it out. 
the CGI in this scene too is also really bad. And it could be that I was watching it in 4K on an OLED and it was just more noticeable to me. Don't get me wrong. Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City CGI was much, much worse. Yeah. But it was. Yeah, I didn't notice the, the CGI particularly. Yeah, honestly. the CGI for me, like, just it, it, it was mainly the characters moving, mm, not sure. the ship itself. Sure. Like, it was weird. It, and, like, that was the most video gamey part because, like, you could tell that all of the characters were, like, hovering over the ground. Like, you would sure, see sure, in a sure. video game, right? And so, like, for me, them, like, watching it, like, kind of pulls me out. But I'm also like, man, this movie's just long. And then it is a not even long. to mention like that one of the the whole reason this all gets sets up is this really bad like betrayal by Sully. And in the games, there's the, the first game, there is like a moment like that where it seems like Sully is betraying Nate. And then you find out like he didn't like he's not betraying Nate. And it was all kind of a ruse in the setup. And in this one, it's like 100% like Sully is a piece of shit. I mean, they definitely, I will like to defend the movie a little bit in that case. Was it a good adaptation of the character of Sully? Absolutely not. But the, the character that they described to us and the character that they showed us is that this is a guy you can't trust and that he is in it for himself and he's in it to make a buck. And at the end, like when he starts to kind of betray Nate for what seems like the last time that'll probably cause Nate to die, we see him change his ways a little bit, choose to forego the gold so that he can save his pal Nate. So like that, I, I appreciated that. They're like, oh, now we're maybe if we get and this is kind of one of my biggest takeaways from the movie. Maybe if we get a second Uncharted, maybe there's a chance that they can nail this. Because now maybe we're getting to a point where like the Sully that we're going to get is actually the Sully that we like, because this was a Sully that was like in no way, shape or form was this Victor Sullivan. Like there, it was just Mark Wahlberg being Mark Wahlberg. But I think a lot of that was just the way that they wrote the character that like, he's this like fucking shitty guy. And like, that's just not who Sully is. Sully is like a, but granted in the games, we never really got this age of Sully. Like even when we, when we see Sully in uncharted three with young Nate, I think he's even younger than the Sully that we got here. He still or, has his mustache. He still has his mustache, but like, I don't think he is like middle-aged in that. I mean, Maybe he's he is. Prob- he's probably in his, probably in his early 40s, yeah. Really? Okay. But, I would yeah, say I just, probably in I, his early 40s gotcha. because in the games, like Nate's probably in his, like in the first game, Nate's probably in his early 30s. Mm, yeah, you're and, right. And he's probably in his like 60s, 70s. And he's like in his 60s. So yeah, I would say that. I will say that if, we get another film. Uncharted was shot, and I, I want to juxtapose this. Resident Evil Raccoon City was shot on a budget of $20 million. Uncharted was shot on a budget of $125 million. Sure. Resident Evil, at the box office, made just shy of $50 million. Uncharted made $400 million. So then we'll probably get a sequel then, because that's... Yes. We, we're, I would say we are way more likely to get a sequel to this than we would to Welcome to Raccoon City, which I think is bad. I, I honestly, there's just so much. I just enjoyed Welcome to Raccoon City so much more because it was stupid. It was fun. Sure. It was dumb. And it plays to an audience. This movie felt like a cash grab, like you said. Felt I, like a cash I grab. will say Resident Evil Raccoon City definitely felt 
much more of an homage to the games, whereas yeah. this just felt like a cash grab. But I, I feel like, and there, I think there's a really good chance that the reason that this was a cash grab is because this was the first major Sony Pictures adaptation of like the new of the modern era, where they're really pushing bringing these games to film. Sure. And I feel like now that they made some money and it was a success, because I, what this movie really seems like to me is. I mean, it was in development hell for 15 years. So I think this is kind of maybe obvious. This was a movie made by a boardroom. But I yeah. feel like now that it was a success, I could see the second one not being a film made by a boardroom because they proved that they could make money off of it, right? So I'm maybe that's the optimist in me. Or they real they they go back and say, well, the only reason that, that it made this money is because a bunch of dudes sat around in a boardroom and made this movie. Maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like video game movies historically have always not performed in the box office or critically. This movie obviously didn't perform critically with a 41 on Rotten Tomatoes, but it performed at the box office to a degree. I'm sure they were hoping to make like a billion dollars with names like Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. But I feel like the stakes for this being a success were probably way higher than the stakes of a sequel being successful because historically the track record has just been really bad for video game adaptations to be successful. So I hope, and maybe this is just me being overly optimistic. I hope that them being successful gives them the ability to actually, because like in the post credit stinger, which we can talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that is like basically kind of like setting up what would become like uncharted Drake's fortune. Okay. So yeah. So the post credit stinger, guess what? There's one in uncharted, just like there is in every big action film now. Yeah, we get a scene of Nate talking to a character actually from the games. Um, and he's talking to a character and the, he's like, hey, the guy's like, you know, I get your ring. Obviously, if you know Uncharted, you know, he has the, the Francis Drake ring, always wears it. And he says, I get your ring and I'll give you a piece of the map that you can find this lost Nazi gold. This is from the first game. And so what ends up happening is, is of course, all of these dudes show up, like, but break out guns and pull them all on Nate. And then Mark Wahlberg slowly walks in the door and he's got a John Waters style pencil thin mustache, which was egregious as fuck. And he pulls so his gun out. Nate grabs the map and grabs his necklace back and they both bounce out. And that's how it all sets up. And it's at this point, like, I don't think the stinger was bad. I like the idea that we're going to, if they do a sequel, we're going to go back to like the events of the first game because Elena is one of my favorite characters. I honestly like Elena more than I like Drake. Like, I would agree with that. She yeah. is such an incredible character. Her not being in this movie. I understand why they wouldn't do it, but she 100% has to be in the next film. But also Tom Holland. Like, I just don't know, man. I don't know if I don't, I don't want a sequel. I kind of want this just to die. Like I would rather watch national treasure with starring one Nicholas cage. Sure. Time and time over again before I watch this again, because at least that movie is fun. And this to me just wasn't in the stinger. It should make me really excited to see the first game being made. But then where do you go from there? You've already ripped off scenes from two, three, 
and a lot from four. There wasn't much too. I feel like this was mostly just a mashup of three and four. Well, I mean, when Chloe Frazier is introduced in three, sure, sure, or sorry, in two, in sure, and in uh, two. like that's where like the bulk of her character is is in in that sure, game. sure. Um, and so like I don't know, man. I just kind of walked away from this movie just feeling bummed. I don't think I, it was good. Yeah, I, I definitely want a sequel. Um, th- let's talk about. We, I feel like we've spent because uh, we only have a few more minutes left. We've. I think the audience is very clear how we both feel. Like overall, let's talk yeah. about ac- some actual moments from the movie okay. that I, I would like to to touch on. Um, love the Nolan North cameo. That was great. That was that great. was like the one the one highlight. Yeah, really love that. Um, the fight in the bar. I don't know if you remember this part where. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like halfway through the puzzle, uh, like the main only real puzzle of the movie. Uh, and Nate jumps behind the counters, like pretending to be a bartender. And then he gets in the fight with those guys. Like that scene to me felt, it was one of the, one of the only scenes that actually felt very uncharted to me of yeah. him leaning into the situation, having some banter, honest. I mean, it felt a little Spider-Man-y, but that's, that's one of those, like, it's just an unfortunate circumstance and coincidence sure. that, on paper, Nate and Spider-Man, like the way they act in combat and stuff, it's they're very similar, like very banter driven, very like going to have fun with the people that they're fighting. Um, but that scene felt like really uncharted to me. And then the second after the fight is done, they hop through this little thing and I'm like, oh, cool. I, I feel good about where we're going. Chloe says, man, those guys suck. I was like, what, the, what is this writing? It was so obvious that it was writing by bad. five people, which also, um, I don't know if you noticed, but there is no reference to in the screenplay or writing or anything. There's no reference to any of the writers on uncharted, like the actual video games. Mm-hmm. None of them are being are referenced or credited in the film. There's a special thanks at the very end to Neil Druckmann. Yeah, I, I noticed uh, no reference to anyone from the video game series working on this film. I, I there was a thanks as well to Amy Hennig, but yeah. she didn't work on it. They just thanked her, um, which was yeah, it, it was disappointing. Um, now I know, like we know that with the the Last of Us TV series, that Neil Druckmann is very involved, and yeah. that gives me a lot of hope that we won't have a repeat of this dog shit. Yeah, I um another thing that I feel like we've kind of touched on that I want to um, flesh out just a little bit is, and this is the same issue that I had with the Batman, which you've not seen that, right? Not yet. Mm, haven't watched it yet. You know. This is really, really light spoiler for the Batman. I, this, I don't think this will ruin any, like this is just, it's like a, a facet of the movie essentially. The riddles in that movie that the Riddler does remind me a lot of the puzzles in this game in that, mm. or in this movie in that, the people just figure things out with no, like there is no conflict. There is yeah. no, there are no stakes with the puzzles in this. Yes. In the, there, there's one scene when they're like about to drown where there's some stakes with the puzzle. And that's the only time that there's ever any sort of like potential failure of the puzzles that everything is just like, there's this one part where uh, Nate yells up to Sully. He's like, Hey, see if there's anything up there. He looks over. Ooh, I see something. It kind of looks like, the two keys put together like a ladder. Mm, I think I figured it out. And I'm like, what? How did we go from you're about to die to the solution in seven seconds flat? And it was just like, 
part of like you kind of mentioned earlier, part of the fun is like is the puzzles and figuring out like, man, scratching your head and like, I really don't know. And I think this movie could have succeeded if at one point they had the audience thinking, man, what is the solution to this? But at no, yeah. at no point was I thinking that I was just like, OK, well, yeah, what's going to happen? Like that's like that. That was it. Yeah. It was just what's going to happen, not hmm, how are they going to get out of this? And I think that's ultimately one of the bigger failures of it, too. I agree. I agree. Well, I feel like like you mentioned, we've uh, I think we beat the beat a dead horse at this point. Patrick thinks it's not bad. I, yeah, it's not bad. I one really actual final thing. And this is just one sentence. I all the Sam stuff didn't need it. Didn't need totally shoehorned. Totally shoehorned. Well, you heard it here, folks. Patrick is a liar, and I hate him. And he's getting kicked off the fucking Save Trash Cinema podcast because apparently this movie is better than everything we else. Not watch. everything. I okay. My Bloody Valentine, much better movie than Uncharted. Fine. I 100% agree. Everything we've watched, I think, has been better. Um, <laughs> for me, I don't think you should watch this movie. I don't think it's great, but it doesn't matter. Obviously, you're the audience, and you'll do what you want. But if you've enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and share the hell out of it with your friends, loved ones, and worst of enemies. Honestly, word of mouth is key here, and we aren't beggars. Also, fuck Keith and fuck Patrick. Actually, I spoke with Keith right before this podcast, and he loved the movie. If you're interested in video games, check out our main podcast, The Spotlight Games Podcast, and all of your favorite streaming services. We also have a YouTube channel, so don't be heathen and watch us banter about video games there as well. In the meantime, you can follow me at Patrick Schwag. You can follow Cayman at Kid Cayman or our main podcast at Spot Games Pod on Twitter and at Spot Games Pod on Instagram. Excuse me, at Spotlight Games Pod on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to be part of the show, whether it be a guest host or have a movie recommendation, you can reach us at savetrashcinema at gmail.com or savetrashcinema on all socials, including TikTok. Huh? Remember, fight big box office, save trash cinema. And play some motherfucking video games. Drake, gotta say that wasn't the slowest dive I've ever sat through. <laughs> Hold on, is that a compliment? Because I'm stunned. Nah, you know what's stunning? Your smell. <laughs> I don't know, man. I kind of like it. Reminds me of your mom. <laughs> That's cold, man. I'm going to tell her you said that, too. <laughs> <laughs>